Hi, and welcome to this week's Keen Minds, where we're covering NBC's The Blacklist. This is Season 5, Episode 22, Sutton Ross. This was our Season 5 finale. My name is Jen, a.k.a. Takata Saigo. And I'm Tessa. And, all right, should we just jump right into the deep end and see how you liked it? <laughs> oh, well, uh, I actually like the episode a lot, including the ending. Um, I was actually just fine with it. I, I thought it was a brilliant episode. I love seeing Liz get the best of Red and pray into that and the whole thing in the car and trying to uh, arrest Red while completely dazed. Um, I just love the fact that even even Jen is, Jennifer is no longer looking like a sack of wet clothes. She's actually dressing black with stylish boots and just dressing, you know, like like Liz. Like Red, yeah. So I, I thought it was it was a really good episode. I wasn't pissed until I read the interviews. <laughs> See, I don't read the interviews anymore. I always gave John's interviews. I always took bird? them with I took them with a grain of salt because of just the way he talks, the way he try a mountain. Things. Oh yeah, <laughs> fair. Um, but and after after. 508, I just stopped reading interviews. I Every great once in a while, someone will pass something over to me and I'll glance through it. But all in all, I don't read interviews anymore. I don't... I just don't have it in me. Um, I, I, The episode, I have a lot of mixed emotions on it. There were a lot of really good things. A lot which you just mentioned. Um, love, love Liz playing Red. And I, I was relatively certain when, uh, when, Sutton, or when Sutton Ross took her captive that that she was that they were in on it together and Mm -hmm. the moment that she started saying oh no you know we should have all left it alone mr kaplan tom me we should have all left alone i was like oh good girl get it yeah i love you and i mean that that's my liz that's that's smart and clever and a little bit vicious and being fully capable of preying on the emotions of the people that supposedly love you you know hey just like Red does. Red, I mean, and, and someone made the comment to me, um, and we, we can get into the Keen Squared scene later, but um, mm-hmm. someone made the comment that they were very uncomfortable with that statement. I said, well, to be honest, I said, Tom's really good at it. It's because he's very good at using everybody's emotions against them, and when people care about you, it just makes it a little easier. Liz knew Tom, and she accepted him for who he was. I mean, and that I think that that's what that was. It wasn't a knock at him. It wasn't, it was saying, this man cares about me, sort of. And we can get into that later as well. Um, you know, that the, he's basically, Liz is a blind spot to Red in certain ways. And she used that against him because she doesn't trust him. He's been doing stuff against her. So all's fair. And she learned that from Tom and... Such a proud little smile he had going, and and he and she has it. Um, you know that that's also who Liz has always been since episode one when she uh, discovers the box and 
and she keeps it to herself and she starts investigating and she would lie and cheat and do whatever she needs to do in order to get what she wants. Mm-hmm. There is, uh, I mean, she's as much as a user of people as any of them are. In fact, in order to survive in that world, they have to be. Yeah. I mean, look at look at wrestler Mr. Mr. All Honesty ended up doing exactly the same when he came to survival. That's why the reason he's not dead. Yeah, it's how they survive. All right, let's start in with the task force. Um, I I kind of felt bad for for Samara. She didn't get a whole lot of. I mean, granted, she, her the last episode was all Samara, so I mean, mm-hmm. I, I guess that's that's fine. But for the season finale, there just wasn't a lot of her in there. Um, uh, Abram was kind of interesting with the uh, being a bit of a know-it-all and the nurse biting back. Oh, at the him. nurse just just like told him, "Hey, sweat over. It just get it was, your ass out of here. Your I'm sorry, citrine ass out of here." What? What was it that Garvey told him about about his? Uh, what was the color that he defined it? Opal. No, no. Um, Abram called it topaz. Topaz. <laughs> Getting his topaz ass out of there. I was really confused there for a second. Yeah. Um, hey, I know it was a stone. I, I think. Topaz. I, well, I think there was a lot of really good writing in this episode. I do. I think that the writers were, were a little bit better in this episode. Um, I, I found that to be a little forced. They were really trying to push the fact that they weren't married. He didn't have, um, you know, have power of attorney for. And I just. And. It just, it struck funny with me the way they did it. I don't know. Aram's always been one that kind of goes over the top when he's emotionally stressed out. So I guess it makes sense. But it just, it was kind of a weird little scene for me. Um, I liked it. I didn't think too much about it. I mean, to be, to be perfectly honest, I'm not a shipper and those scenes kind of bother me. You know, they're, to me, they're like, okay, fluff, get this out of the way. Can we move on, please? Um, I have a you chapter know, I mean, in my story I, you're going to want to totally avoid that. <laughs> I'm pretty good skimming. Uh, it's actually easier to skim when you're reading than when it is when you're, you know, I'm, I do fast reading, so I can even do super fast reading and just... You know, get the gist of the thing. That's it. Um, I, I mean, I would have been fine if that whole thing would have disappeared and we would have just seen uh, Samar rush to her side and she say yes and then they kiss. That's it. I had enough with that. Um, you know, as usual, Samar was uh, Samar was great and, and Aram was wonderful in, in, in all of his scenes, especially when he goes and says, you know, that takes my mind off things and he reminded me of wrestler after after um, uh, Audrey died. Yes, definitely. Because I mean, and and also with uh, Samar after she lost her brother. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, it's that idea that these people are driven, that it helps distract them, and that sometimes they just don't want to look at their personal lives. Mm-hmm. I mean, Liz has been doing it as well. I mean, she lost her husband, so she's thrown herself into a revenge yep. challenge. And Brett did it, too, uh, if yeah. we are to believe anything that he says. <laughs> I don't believe um, anything the man says anymore. I think he's a liar. How um, about Cooper? Cooper I, was a surprise. He was like totally like it's time this secret comes out to light. He doesn't I, even know 
maybe he doesn't even know what the secret is, or maybe the secret is not what we think the secret is. I I wasn't surprised at Cooper. I was just proud of him for standing up for her. And I found it interesting, um, the, the line that he used. He said, uh, after Aram gave over the, the code, he said, mm-hmm. um, Agent Moshtabai isn't the reason she's in danger, you are. You're the reason she's, uh, you're the only reason she's ever been in danger. And yes. it really reminded me of season two with Tom standing over Red's bedside and said, you know, uh, you're the you're one the that one hurts her roast. Yeah. And Kate saying, you're the reason she's in danger. Yeah. I need to do a parallel set for that. So there is, there is a, um, there is a, a, a line that, that absolutely is correct there is that, Red is the reason she's in danger because whoever this Red you wanted to believe it is, it is him hiring Tom that sets this whole thing in motion for Liz. Because up until then, Liz could have even gone to DC and become an agent and nobody would have known about it. It is because he hires an agent from the major and because he's stupid enough not to realize if you really don't want for sure that this developed feelings about them, how about hiring a gay operative or a straight female operative? Because I'm sure that there are some. I'm sure they have operatives of everything. So that was stupid to begin with. It just it just didn't make any sense to me. Um, and then from there on, firing Tom when he gets involved with Liz then showing up at the wedding, showing up at their wedding in this in in an anger when Berlin has people following rumors about Red is what brings this entire thing over. What brings Berlin into him? Berlin brings Red um, surrendering. Red surrendering brings Peter seeing an opportunity to get to. He doesn't have the fulcrum. Eventually, Berlin uncovers Fitch. Fitch gets killed, Peter gets in power, discloses that she's Masha Rostova, from that comes fit from comes Kirk, from the fake death comes uh, from the danger comes the fake death, from the fake death comes Kate, and from Kate comes the vagabonds. And all of this because Red could not keep his nose out of a of the wedding. He's the reason. That she's in danger. Yes, and it's you know it's what what Berlin said to him. We're all blinded by passions, and he's not different uh, from him. So this is this whole entire thing can be laid at at Red's feet, and and I think that the more we learn about this, the more that becomes the truth. And and it's funny how you you can go back and forth the more you learn, like, you know, oh, Kate was so good, to Kate was so bad, to maybe she was right, to maybe she was wrong, to maybe she was right again. Yep. I mean, well, each each new piece of information does provide just more to the puzzle. Mm-hmm. It does. Um, how about yeah. wrestler? Wrestler's definition of, uh, of Red's morality. Oh, I love, like... I, I backed it up and listened to him again because it was so fantastic. Hit me, hug me, Reddington's moral code in a nutshell. And the thing is, I I hate that Samar had to basically be in a coma to give wrestler screen time, but he got a lot more screen time and he had some great lines and some great moments in this episode. I We got to see smart wrestler come back around, you know, instead mm-hmm. of just, 
oh, they're locked. We're going to have to take them to a ROM and see what... Well, it might have it might have something to do with the fact that we've had had this is an episode written by the Johns and Lucas Ryder, so we have you know was this Eisen, is was Eisendrath involved with this? Yes, I, I hadn't yeah. seen much out of him recently, yeah. so I didn't know if he the was two, even the two Johns and and Lucas Ryder. So there is this is this is one core mythology, and I think that there that the grasp of wrestler is not one that is particularly good. He has been underutilized, and he had been um, you know they, they do the the flood or. Or the the flood or famine situation is either there's a lot of screen time or there is no screen time or or they've been stupid. bad they've been bad about that since season yeah. one though it, I mean well they, I don't I don't know that you could call it bad is the way that the show works they either give a lot of time to one character or they give or or is none yeah so it's just you know but this was this was a good one and and Resser was excellent in it yeah I I very much enjoyed Ress's moments in it it was it was great I loved seeing him on there I loved seeing him smart I loved seeing him and Liz get to work together some uh we haven't seen much of that mm-hmm. since she's been um, back should we go into oh. uh the blacklister here okay um if you, if you're let, done let's with do Resta? that because I I do think to a degree that Red and Liz and even the blacklister and Jennifer are all just going to fold in on each other so i mean that's going to be the majority of the show today um i i really liked the blacklister um except for his hair it was like they were going way out of their way to make sure we knew he was from the 80s oh that mullet um (laughs) power to the mullet no no power to the mullet Obviously, he liked it. And he yeah, same well. too. I actually I went and looked up the actor to see if that was like a thing for him or something because I thought it might have been his. At least his IMBD uh, photo was not mullet, <laughs> mullet friendly. So I yeah. Anyway, I I don't know if that's why they did it, but I just got a kick out of it that they were saying that you know he knew Red in the eighties, and that's <laughs> and then I'm just looking at the hair, going, well, that's very eighties. Okay, yeah. um, but I love the entrance. I, I he was very smooth. Very he, he's the kind of blacklister that I typically enjoy. And um, did I, you I love like the impersonation of the of the FBI? Yeah. And when I, did you realize that he was in? If you hadn't noticed that that if you haven't seen any any um, things in advance that would. Tip you that he was the blacklister. That's hard to say because I did. And so it's hard to kind of take yourself out of that and say, um, best guess, uh, no, I'm up until the moment where you find them, uh, where you find them, um, because he could have been a blacklister and an FBI agent. Yeah. There was nothing that said that he wasn't an FBI agent. I was gonna say, all we know is that is that Garvey created a new identity for him. I mean, he could have stuck him in the FBI for all we know. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, that wasn't completely off the charts, but, I mean, there was definitely something going on with the way that they handled everything. And then you see the guy sitting there, and it's like, oh, that's No, it's like when he goes, like, what? That, when I got it was when he's like, oh, you didn't mean, but why? I'm reading it. And that is what I thought. Oh, great. This guy's pulled the same thing as the um, uh, the one in uh, the scimitar. Similar. 
yeah. stunt as a simi Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. That's you're right. Um, but I thought he was clever. Uh, I thought he was interesting, and he seemed to have a lot of loyalty to Garvey for saving his life back then, mm. I guess. Because he was, I mean, he had to have known going into this that all of his men that were working with him were on the line. That, that if he brought Reddington in there, that he was going to kill them. And, he ha- and especially when he popped off right there at the end, mm-hmm. he had to have known Red was going to turn around and shoot him. I mean, that there was at least a good chance of it. I mean, if he's working with the FBI, the FBI knows what kind of man he is. I mean, like, when he popped off, Mm. he had to have known that was coming. So I think he went into that willing to die to get that that secret to Liz and Jennifer. Uh, So this takes me to my uh, theory and canon part of the blacklister. One of the things that seems interesting to me is that how Ross knew Red and what his beef was with him. Ross contends that Red gave him fake plans and that the Chinese were after him. And this seems to have happened somewhat in the 80s, 90s. Uh, I think it was the 80s. So it actually wouldn't be the Red that we know. It would have been the Red that was actually in the Navy. It would have been Liz and, and um, Jennifer's real father. Yes. That's what I gathered. Yeah. Let's call that Raymond Reddington as opposed to Red. Red is a man we know. I Reddington think, yeah. is the one that, that it's well, I, prior I've been, to 1990. I've been calling them Raymond and Red. <laughs> like, that's okay. that's where my brain's gone. Uh, it's the only thing I can do right now. It's breaking okay. my brain. Not but in a good way. that means that... Reddington or Raymond, Raymond Reddington was already doing selling documents to people. Or it means that Raymond Reddington in his counterintelligence job had as a job to pose as a traitor in order to get things, misinformation, which is one of the counterintelligence stuff. So there you have Raymond Reddington already playing to be a traitor in order to provide fake intelligence. So that's a very important thing to remember here. Well, I think. Um, I'm trying to remember the whole Sea Duke. Um, All right, she- but but I mean, he was he was undercover when he got captured by Sea Duke. Best I remember, he wasn't captured by Sea Duke. Oh, I thought he was captured by him. I'll, no. have to, I'll have C. to go Duke, back and rewatch that. See, Duke dispatched a Spetsnaz team that got him and tortured him. Okay, it was I'm going to have to go sent, back and, and I, I can I look at the line that. so much, I can tell you with almost to the word. That's what it says. He dispatches a Spetsnaz team that takes him. It is never said that that C. Duke himself takes him or that he is the one who tortures him. It's apparently the Spetsnaz uh, okay. team, which makes sense. Um, so, yeah. But, so I mean, we, we do know that that was the real Raymond Reddington because the DNA, that's where the DNA came from, that Cooper ran the, the DNA test, mm-hmm. and that's the confirmation that Liz got back in season four. And, you know, I mean, if you believe John, and if you believe what was told to you at the end of season five, mm-hmm. which, when you throw a switcheroo in there, you know, and negate everything that you told in the last season finale, who knows? 
then, then that means that her father, the real Raymond Reddington, was a basically a covert operative or, or was mm-hmm. an operative within the Navy. Yeah, and and that would be completely within the realm of counterintelligence. Mm-hmm. You're pro- providing false information that confuses the enemy is one of the of of uh, of the jobs of counterintelligence, but. That 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 I mean, and and I think that that blood belonging to Raymond Reddington. I mean, unless we're willing to accept that Cooper is an imbecile and he rose to the position he's in, uh, out of God knows what, there is rules of evidence in which the blood in that sample had to be matched against Raymond Reddington. Raymond Reddington had to be proven to be the Raymond Reddington that works in the army. There is no other blood in that shirt except Raymond Reddington, and that is acceptable as evidence. It's a chain of evidence of that goes from the moment that is recovered to the moment that is stored. So they already showed us when that they can't tell when there is blood of two people because we have Patty Sue Edwards when she finds DNA of somebody else and so she knows that somebody killed the husband. This is not the case. So we we've, we basically have established at some point that Raymond Reddington is the father of Elizabeth Keene. Now, That that will play later as we go into red and list, and I and I'll go into you know what I think this may be a red herring of sorts or, or really bad writing. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> I would say time will tell, but <laughs> who knows? Mm. Um, so here's a question for you. Are, are we good to to move into red yep. list? All right. Yep. Here's a question for you. Uh, Devil's Advocate posted over on Tumblr. Mm-hmm. And I, I responded to it, and I'd like to discuss it here on the podcast as well. Do you believe that Red, that we know, James Spader's Red, actually cares about Liz? Yes, no, and why? Yes. He has proven it many times that he will give his life for Liz. He has accepted Liz's outrageous behavior towards him for five years, in which Liz had betrayed him, uh, uh, be willing to send him to jail, um, attack him, and had temper tantrums that would get any, even dotting parent, telling her, whoa, I mean, corner time, it's enough. Um, So... I cannot even imagine any other relationship, any other, that is not a parent. I'm not talking about biological or not. It's a parent. It's the only person who would scold someone like Red scolds Liz, hate the no boy, the no good boyfriend the way Red hated Tom, acted yet to save the no good boyfriend because Liz loves him, uh, accept the temper tantrums, accept the the betrayal, accept the yo-yo, I love you, I hate you, um, be there to help her and be ready to give up her life. There is, there is no other way, except unless you tell me that unless if Liz dies, then his own daughter will die. But that is so convoluted that... Now, does Red care to the point where you say it's like normal caring? No. Red will use Liz. Red will um, 
always try to get something in addition to saving Liz. I mean, like in the case of coming back, sure, make sure that Liz is fine. Also get the driver that can point him to the direction where he is gone. So I, I wouldn't say, yes, he cares. I would say he also uses her a lot. Yeah, that's that's about where I land. Uh, my, my statement online was that yeah, I, I believe if you were to ask Red, do you do you love Liz? You know, do you care about Liz? He would 110% say, well, I mean, he may not admit it, but but he would think within his own mind, his own heart, that yes, he does care about her. And I think that the real question that, that should be, that, that is in my mind anyway, is does he care about her in a healthy fashion? But we saw this run with Tom that, you know, I season one, I think Tom loved Liz, but he didn't know how to love her in a healthy fashion because he continuously tried to put his own agenda in front of hers, in front of, of her as a human being. You know, mm -hmm. he, went, he wanted to have her and keep his secret, too, is mm -hmm. basically what season one Tom was going for. Oh, that sounds familiar. I know, doesn't it? And then mm -hmm. he finally learned in the progress of, of, the, of the show, I have to make a choice. Do I keep my secrets or do I you know, give everything up and maybe even not get a chance with Liz, but, but this is how I love her. And he chose Liz over everything. And that's, that's what started him on his redemption arc. Red has not made that choice. Red wants to keep his secrets, even if it hurts her. It, his secrets are more important than her happiness. And so he may want to make no, sure. More important than his, her life, but more important than her happiness. Give me a second. Well, I just wanted to, to, I, to well if you'd let me finish, I would have said that. Ah, <laughs> Trust me. All right, all right. Have some faith. <laughs> no, but that, that's exactly it. The, if it were to come down to her life, he's willing to give up his own life. He's willing to give up his his you know his kingdom that he's built. I mean, like he will give up a lot for this woman to keep her safe. But if it's to keep his secrets. He, he'll sacrifice her happiness any day of the week. Yeah. It, it's, so it comes down to, to, to keep her alive, he would. To keep her safe, I even question it. Because to keep yeah. her safe, what he had to do was leave her alone. All he had to do, Red, is go away. <laughs> Yes, it's what Dom tells him. You couldn't do that, you selfish prick. So that's exactly what it is. For so Red's thing it seems to be almost like Liz can't be happy. So let's just keep her alive. That's all I can do. But my secrets or her happiness, my secrets, uh, my agenda or her well-being and my agenda. So th there is, you know, have her kidnapped by a dangerous um, black lizard who loves to inflict pain and, and confesses it quite happily about it. Um, sure, why not? He didn't work with it with hands, but heck, you know, just give him one more try was a good plan. <laughs> but that's that's red in a nutshell. <laughs> Hit me, hug me, ranked his moral code. Well said, Russ. <laughs> It's, I mean, but that's it. That's exactly it. And it's, I think that they have really, 
I, someone asked me the other day, they said, is anybody even supposed to like red anymore? I said, I don't know. I said, I know I don't. Well, that's something that they have always been very clear about. Red is not a good man. Oh, they have. James, James in one of his earlier interviews in like season one or two, I don't remember where it was. He said, this is a bad guy. <laughs> like, this is, <laughs> slow down, folks. This is a bad person. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean. He was very I've clear always, about it. I've always been very clear when people already oh, bear and, you know, team red. It's like, I love the character of red. Um, mainly because even though I'm not willing to admit it all the time, there's a lot of red in me. It, down right to the manipulative person. I am a manipulative admit person. It pretty I, often here. <laughs> well, I, it, it's an exercise on keeping me honest about the show and about myself. So I, I, you can be a manipulative person and you can have a moral code that tells you the persons that you're willing to be manipulative of and the persons that you're not. And red Code include being manipulative to everybody. It is, yeah. Because even his definition of truth in order to say I never lied to you, eh, it's pretty elastic. Yeah. As uh, What do you know about Tom a little more than you? Yeah, I mean, in the general thing of, of the entire universe of what to be known about the person Tom Keen, sure, Liz probably knew a lot that Red didn't, like what he liked for breakfast or what is he like when he wakes up or what is his favorite movie. But she liked the one thing that the reason why he came into her life, that seems that's big. And, and I've always argued Red uses a Jesuit version of truth not a, a lawyerist version of truth, but but I've always been clear that Red is honest. He doesn't tell the truth. He stays away. He, he says the truth and he's honest. He avoids people knowing the actual truth. Yeah. He likes to lead people down a path, set them up, lead them down the path, and they come up with something completely different and he just lets Yay. them go on it. And that's, it's a manipulation tactic and that's yes. what he's good at. Yeah. But but I would never I would never would have said Red is a great person, Red is a good person. I mean the definition of good person, spies don't generally get there. Um they they may be patriots, they may be willing to do sell their services in order to make their country safe. But good people generally they're not. I mean, that's not your your good Samaritan. They're people who just are basically good about manipulating, cajoling, buying, shaming, murdering to get what they want. I mean, if they were too bogged down by everything else, they wouldn't survive very long. No, they would be dead. I mean, the the, the moral pangs will kill them. I mean, look at Wrestler. Wrestler, Wrestler didn't even really murder anyone. It was an accident. It was accidental death. And he was almost destroyed by the guilt and what he was doing. Yeah. And he was at the end willing to even go to jail for it uh, because he couldn't take it anymore. He needed to, 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 to be himself more than he needed to survive. So this is this people who, who do that are not your good person. Quote, unquote. Yeah. Um, so I thought it was very interesting uh, at the beginning of the episode with Liz sitting there with Cooper 
Um, there was, I, I had some people pass over some things in the fandom where people were ranting at Liz for leaving Samar's side to go after the bones. And I, I guess they just know the fandom well enough that they're able to predict these days what they'll go off on because I, I liked how Liz said, you know, that she was ashamed of it. And Cooper's like, no, this makes perfect sense. And just lays out why it made perfect sense that she was, you know, willing to do it. You know, you weren't going to be able to help Samar in any form or fashion. You stuck with it long enough to get, get her to the hospital. And then you went after the thing that your husband died trying to, to get to you. So yeah, that makes sense. You're fine. You are morally absolved from any guilt here. And well, it was I, it was interesting because there I don't know I I have did did you did you think for some reason that that was just about Samar I thought that she was apologizing in general for everything that she no. had done I thought it was no I thought it was mostly about Samar Oh I thought it was just for everything that she had done from uh, being all the lies all the things that she has done the evidence she has stolen No I don't think she I, I don't think she is going to own up to that, honestly. <laughs> I hope she doesn't. I don't want to see her in prison. <laughs> well, I, I didn't think she was honest at all. I mean, honest like Greg is honest, yes. But what do you, she, there, where does honesty of, come into this? I'm not sure where you just got onto that trail. I think that she's in a way manipulating Cooper. She might have been, but I just, I, I thought it was, my point was that I thought it was interesting that the fandom backlashed on her, some of the fandom backlashed but, but on her, on her walking away from, uh, you know, after mm -hmm. Samara was saved and, but, and then it got brought up and Cooper was capable of following the wise. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think that, that I mean, it, it, it could have been them predicting because they couldn't have been them reacting because that's oh, no. written well in, uh, in advance. That's what I mean. It would have been a prediction there. I, I just thought it was interesting if that's what the case was or if it just I, happened to match up. Who knows? I honestly don't think that they pay any attention to what fandom says other than to find nice theories they to, do sometimes. For, for red herrings. Um, I, I honestly don't. I mean, my opinion for, for whatever it's worth. Um, You've seen them toy around with fandom before. Oh, toy, yes. Toy they do. Well, then they have to pay attention to be able to toy with us. Yeah, but not to, to like, care. Toy, like, to find out what to toy with. You know? I mean, <laughs> how would you know how point. to toy? You I, know, if th We've seen them do this time and time again, though, where, where things come up and they, they're very clear and they make sure that it's very clear in the writing. I mean, that's not anything new. No. No, it isn't. That They have done that. Um, then, um... Let's I, go... Let's go into into a bit of theories before we delve into Tom, because Tom, I well, think, is going to be worth a, a little... No? Yeah, well, I was just going to say that, you know, uh, there were a couple of different things. Um, mm -hmm. we, well, we, we sort of covered the... <laughs> no, go ahead. I swear, go ahead. I swear I'll arrest you. I loved that moment. I just... Oh, I, yes. That was so nice. It just... <laughs> you're, you're a fugitive. I'm a cop. <laughs> You get in my way, I'm going to arrest you. <laughs> I was like, good girl. <laughs> it was just, it was such a fantastic line. And then when he basically has Dembe run her off the road, turns around, comes back, and she's sitting there trying to arrest him. <laughs> well, she didn't run her off the road. I, I watched that, I mean, I watched he, that moment like three, four times. He ran her 
into a po- into a uh, traffic coming at her, and then the car next to her, she had to swerve, and then she hit the the trash bin. Mm-hmm. And so, but he was still mostly responsible. It was because he was involved in the high speed chase that he that she crashed. Yeah, he. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I, I thought it was a very interesting thing, and and it, again, it got me into that conviction, um, and it reminded me so very much of Madeline Pratt when Liz asked Sutton Ross to hit her and then hit her again, and Ross was like, "No, no, no, that's enough," and she's like, "Hit me again." Um, I thought I thought it was a very interesting detail because we've seen red go to extremes like that um, in order to to do that. And, and so you know that's a characteristic that we saw Tom do too. Mm-hmm. Like just go to whatever level you need to go in order to sell what you have to sell. It doesn't matter what you do or how hurt you get. yeah, you just go ahead and do it. Um, so I thought it was an interesting thing to put in there because just as they are telling us that Ray, that Red is not Raymond Reddington, at the same time, we're seeing Liz show treats that are just like Red's. And I thought that that was, uh, you know, and I've I've seen the the Red Arena, and people are like, now Red Arena is the 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 main thing, and people oh say, gosh, well, he's still up. Really? Oh yes, very much so. That is, you know, they're like close groups because people are making fun of them, and they're, you know, in Reddit they have invaded Reddit, and um, it, it's, you know, it is definitely one of the things, and they're going for it. They're going for it by showing him going to Dom in the end. I, um, yeah, no, I don't see that. I, I see the connection through Katarina, but not not that Red is Katarina. It's just yeah. Well, it is. It is a. It is a thing. And oh, I it know has, it's a it, thing, but it's. But the I, thing has has, be, has grown. <laughs> Oh, I wish you could, I could adequately describe Jen's face at this moment. It is worth a picture. It's the same face I made with the baby theory. (laughs) It's really what's happening here. (laughs) What baby theory? The, the Agnes is really a wrestler's baby. Oh no, Agnes is really Red's baby. Agnes is anybody's baby other than Tom. Except Keen's. that the one, the guy that we've seen her having sex with, you mean? Yeah, yeah, that, uh, yeah. It's same face. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think that that <laughs> one of the things that that I, I keep saying all the time, however angry I am, I am willing to give a little bit of a well, maybe I'll watch the show. It's the only reason what I didn't say. You know what? I'm not even going to make the podcast because I can't watch that thing. Retherina would be for me a, a reason to stop watching and and to feel really, really insulted. Yeah. 
I mean, it, I it defies <laughs> logic. It's, it's science fiction. You can make, uh, somebody can make this, this gender reassignment. So it goes from a, not from a male to a female, which actually would be far more undetectable. But to go from a female to a male and to specific male that sounds like red to the point that people hear his voice and know who he is. And you can you can fake a voice a little bit, but not under torture, not under extreme, you know, stress. And and the fact is red sounds like red all the time. He doesn't sound different at any point. And and then we got the missing year of 1990 when Katerina has is become red, but nobody notices that he still looks like a woman and sounds different. And Jennifer is like, "Daddy, why suddenly you sound like a girl?" Um, <laughs> and uh, and nobody is like, "Oh yeah, wh- where did your Adam apples go? Um, and why are you full of scars all over your face?" Um, you know, the whole thing is, you know, he's examining Walter Reed and, uh, what is the other hospital? Um, uh, Wexley Memorial or something like that. Sibley Memorial. And no other doctor notices this, even though there are significant differences between the torso of a male and female anatomically, things that cannot be corrected by having surgery or having hormones for so long. And it takes about a year for hormones to permanently alter voice or hands or anything. So, uh, yeah, not to mention the fact that, excuse me, Katerina as a woman couldn't become a fear criminal, especially when the same people are following her in red. So becoming red has the advantage of what? Yeah, I mean, the whole thing is just like, and then, I, I mean, excuse me, she could be badass Katerina. She could become criminal Katerina. What was the need to become red, you know, of all the people in the world? You know, the one that is connected to her and to the child. And, and now I wish I could show you guys Tessa's face. <laughs> and you have not only begun to describe my face. Uh, I, wait, it will get you know, better. And, and I would just like to say, because I, I've always been a staunch believer in in anybody should be allowed to have the theories that they do just because we disagree with this theory. Like you guys are welcome to have whatever theory you want. Absolutely. I mean, I we just, just we just my opinion. Yeah. Th- these are strictly our opinions about our views of it. I mean, anybody is welcome to come and share any theory they have. I, I just felt like I needed to throw that out there because we're, oh, yeah. we're ragging on this one pretty heavily. It's, it's because it's, it's been there um, for so long. And I, I honestly, I, I guess I thought it started as a joke, but I'm not sure. I guess people really believe it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. People believe it. And I, you know what? I do get why they believe it. I've been seeing the, the, the clues in there since the show began. I It's not that I discounted because, because you know, I find it offensive in general. No, it's because it contradicts the clues that we've been giving. That's what offends me. It's not It's not that he will become red. It's because why would he become red when red has the same people going after him and she could become a criminal just the same? Um, it is because he created a trail to somebody who was also connected to Katerina instead of Katerina becoming Misu. Jensen and go and be a criminal of her own. Yeah. Uh, for, you know, it, it, like it's, you don't have to be male to be a badass criminal. No, and you don't have to be red. And you could have found many other ways to become somebody else and 
you know, keep your, your child safe. But it's also because they have given a specific set of clues. And, and I distinguish clues. They're clues that are given from a point of view of a character. So you can always just say, well, I don't know, maybe that is not true. It's just the truth to that character. Right. And then they are the truth of the show. The things that I said and established as being the reality of the show. For example, uh, Red has B negative blood and is very rare. Only 2% of people in the Blacklist universe have that blood type. That is, you know, okay, I, I accept that. I don't know if that is a real proportion of people who have uh, B negative type blood type, but it is what the show tells us, who I accept right. it to be the blacklist In truth. this universe, that is the accurate. That is the truth. So out of 100 people, two will have B negative blood. And they also told us in 311 that they could not identify Gregory DeVry as either being Reddington or an imposter because they didn't have a DNA panel in the system. It's nothing. Maybe the, the FBI have something to connect red to the blood in, in Anslow Garrick, but there is no DNA on the system, meaning not in CODIS, not in a U.S. Navy database, not in a FBI private database or a CIA database or an NSA database or all the initials databases. Nothing can be used to make sure that Gregory DeVry is either red or an imposter. That has been established as a fact of the show. And now you're telling me that Garrick somehow put that DNA in there. Garrick, who doesn't even know about C. Duke, because Cooper knew about C. Duke, but yet he didn't even feel like, you know what, mm, let me just go back to that blood type and make a comparison to make sure that this guy is not some imposter trying to be Raymond Redditon for reasons yet unknown. He felt that that is red. Yep, I can tell that that is red. So when he needed a paternity test, he went to that blood type. But so how did Garvey do that? And the, he's close to Jennifer. So it stands to reason he put Jennifer DNA in, in there to flag if Reddington ever came to surface. And that only means that the only proof they have, because Carla is now conveniently dead, so nobody's out there to ask her, hey, by any chance, did you have sex with somebody else around the time that Jennifer was conceived? Um, the only person that that would be, that would know that is gone. And now all what we have conclusively proven if we if we take what we have said in the show before is that Jennifer's father is a skeleton in the back not Raymond Reddington so the the question really is who is Jennifer's father because to me red red as a parent I could even take Katharina but red has always acted as a parent to Liz not a very good parent but a parent yeah so um. I have a theory that I'm going to run with for the sake of of the story that I'm currently writing on because suddenly, when all this came down on Wednesday night, I didn't have to deal with the bones, but I did have to deal with this. So, yay! Mm -hmm. um, and so, like, literally Thursday, so my brain is turning, turning, turning and coming up with 
an alternative to be able to use because it blew everything out of the water. For, well, not everything, but it it blew some stuff out of the water for me. Um, and so I, I'm not going to express the theory here because there are a lot of people that won't want to know the huge spoiler for that. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, but I, I have a theory. I I can't say that it's, you know, what I expect from the show. But for me, from a writing standpoint, it's a way to match up with what's going on. Great. Now we have to wait for months to hear that. You mean from me or from the show? From you. Oh, come on. I update twice a week. Good grief. Yeah, but until we get there, God knows how many twice a week we're going to get. That's true. Uh, the joke she looks was, evil now. Yes. <laughs> the joke she is, has an evil laugh. It took me 63,000 words and 16 full, nearly full chapters to the end of chapter 16. That's not in, technically the end of chapter 17 because I have a, a prelude at the beginning um, to get to my key and squared reunion. <laughs> So this this is a monstrosity right here. Mm. <laughs> the story is, I well, I'm starting to break Google Docs with it. Uh, best I remember, the Google Docs app breaks around 100k, and I'm I'm right at 70 right now, and it's starting to keel over on me every mm-hmm. every few accesses. It'll and so probably about 100k. I'll have to shift into a new document. It's super frustrating when that happens. Well. I'm not sorry about that because you're not telling us a theory that you're working on. So there, I'll be, I'll be petty. (laughs) I think I've earned the right to be petty. I've been a little petty lately and I'm just like, I I don't remember what it was. I said, oh God, maybe it was a gift set. Yeah, it was a gift set I made. I was like, I don't, I'm very torn about this because I feel like it borders on an anti-gift set, but the quote was just too perfect. I could not make it. It was the, um, the you, you were the one that hurts Liz the most. Mm-hmm. And so it, it was a gift set with Red walking away with the bones, killing Sam and Tom's death. Just the things that have hurt her the most. Mm. And it just, it's, it kills me because I, I wanted, I wanted redemption for Red. At this point, I, I, you know, like the only redemption I want for him is if it uh, if it gives Liz any sort of comfort, I just want her to be as okay as she possibly can be at the end of this. I don't care about him at all as a character anymore. I just want him, like, I, the only goodness that comes from him at this point, for me, is to give Liz some sort of closure somewhere. Huh. It's interesting. Um, what do you feel about Jennifer? I like her. I mean, to be fair, it's Fiona, so I'm I'm already going to be biased towards her. Um, but that's the actor. I'm just talking about the I character. Know. That's I'm just saying that I'm, I'm going to be biased towards her because mm-hmm. I like the actor. Played by a good actor. Oh, she's fantastic. Um, um, but I and this, I I always I, I talk to friends about this. That it's it's always hard to tell if it's your shipping bias or if it's like a legit thing. I feel like I, I like having Jennifer along. I like having Liz have someone to fight this with. I feel like they left so much 
open on Tom's story when they killed him. So many dangling threads that will never be picked up. So much left unfinished. This should have been, honestly, at the end of this episode, Tom should have walked up and he should have been standing there at his grave with her and then fight this together. That's, um, that would have, a la Alias, you know, with, with, um, with Vaughn's return. I mean, that, to me, that would, that would be deeper for me because Jennifer is kind of new. I mean, like, she's been there since the, the pilot episode, but, like, we've just met her. I'm not as emotionally invested in this character. I would have much preferred to see Tom fighting by his wife's side and helping her get to the bottom mm. of this and then finally get to the bottom of that mystery together. Well, I think it gives it gives the whole thing uh, a push that otherwise might not have existed because the stakes are so high for this. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like the, the the idea that this happens because if I am right and all we have actually conclusively proven is that Jennifer's father is in that bag. That has a great possibility of eventually turning them against each other. Because now you're having, if if Red is Raymond Reddington, who I still think it is. I mean, um, I honestly don't believe the reveal. The interviews made me live it, uh, especially that breadcrumb uh, trail thing um, that was, I wouldn't even... I am not going to even try to use words to describe what it was. Um, but my sister is a casual watcher, and, and, and Diane Fowler didn't know the Red Secret. She didn't die for that. Red was surprised when she learned that, that Naomi was killed. Um, the thing so is when, don't put them in there. The thing is, when... <laughs> With Diane Fowler, she said, I know this. And, like, basically, I know what happened to your family. And he says, if you do, someone else does, too. Meaning, if I kill you, it's not a big deal because I can find someone else. So he didn't kill her to keep his secret. Sam, he killed to keep his secret. Mm-hmm. But Diane so Fowler were, was were... something entirely different. So that, yeah. that doesn't match up with the canon that's been provided. And neither did Naomi because she was killed by not by Red. Red yeah. was like, well, she's dead. We can't be. This can't be true. Uh, yeah. He was actually trying to find Naomi to get the bag. So this this entire thing that we've got here with that montage at the end. Now, to be fair, by the- Liz could think that he killed Naomi. Yes. For that. I could see that. True. I could see her. But she knows That's nothing about Diane Fowler. She knows no. nothing about Diane Fowler. Like, that was given strict, that was kind of an omniscient sort of thing added in there that doesn't fit with the rest of them mm-hmm. to to try to bring that in but it also doesn't fit because she, he killed her when she was like I can tell you about your family what happened to your family mm-hmm. it just, yeah it's and the imposter doesn't solve any problems it doesn't it doesn't um it, it basically you it, you could try to make it work, but at the end, it contradicts with things that they have told us. And, I, I, you know, <clears throat> I've seen the clues, but under examination, they end up being red herrings because they're contradicted by fact facts, not by point of view facts. 
So I, I see the possibility of them going against each other would be great because eventually you're going to find all that. I love I love the way that she was starting to act a lot more badass at the end. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she's definitely coming into her own. Mm-hmm. And so it, it'll be interesting to see where they go with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so do we want to move into the, the scene at the end with Tom? No, I got, oh, I yeah. have one more thing about that, and, and it relates to Carla, is that if Red is an imposter, Carla's behavior makes no sense. I agree. Like, that's... And that's the thing is, I, from what I understand, John did an interview where he quote unquote explained it. I said, if you have to explain this to your audience, if, you, if the showrunner has to come out and explain it to the audience, something has been done wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, because it sounds like the casual viewers are just confused as all get out. And the mega fans or, you know, the fandom is angry. I mean, mm-hmm. just frustrated and angry and going, this doesn't match. We don't understand this. So basically, everyone's just one big pile of confusion right now. Except Lissington, which are like, yeah, he's not red. Eh, whatever. At, at the end, with, 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 there, there's some moments in there that don't fit an imposter, even Red Arena, which is when you when Red gets the tooth and the, and the, and the, and the finger... He has a really pain expression. That is something that is deeply, deeply troubling for him. If Red is an imposter who just went to Naomi and said, hey, you know what, either you shut up about who I am or you'll be dead. It, it just, you know, even if he's another relative, it doesn't also go, it, that could, I, I, another relative of, of Carla could work for that and could work for that expression he has when he gets her back and he walks like to towards Berlin like I don't care if you have guns I'm just gonna go over there like like a vengeful robot and tear your apart piece by piece with my bare hand and my teeth and and Dembe calls him back from there I also don't think Red likes things taken from him but but if this is somebody, if Carla is somebody that he has zero emotional involvement with, in fact, the best thing for him would have been to kill her without anybody to identify Red. Yeah. If, you know, and Red being guilty of murdering his family, it would be like, yay, you're a really badass guy. So... I don't know. Yeah, there's just a lot that doesn't match up, and everybody's confused. Mm-hmm. It, I I did not for for a fairly well written episode overall. There was a lot by the end of it that you're just like, what? To me, it worked perfectly fine. The actually the episode was wonderful. Um, the Diane Fowler involvement in there, yeah, especially because from the from Liz's point of view, she yeah. didn't know it, what it was, but it but, was a it was a mix up point of view. It's something that that I see writers do sometimes that that they'll start jumping points of view, mm-hmm. and you know, by the time you get to this level, you're usually pretty good about it, and so that's that's interesting that they did that. It, they must have felt like they had no other choice. But the thing is, as we've been saying. They you could know, have shown. Uh, why is that even shown, there? But we, they could have shown Diane on the on the slab with Gail, you know, in her little gown that you could see that it yeah. was her and the whole thing. They didn't need to go into that scene. But what I was saying is, 
the episode for me worked perfect. It was a wonderful episode. If you were to set up that rain, that you're going, your next level of confusion is going to be, oh, red is not red. He's an imposter. And then you're going to find that, no, red is Reddington and he's Liz's father. He's just not Jennifer's father who's dead in a bag. Now, who is this man and why, um, and, and, and why was Red uh, pretending to be Jennifer's father or being a stepfather? And, you know, Carla is not around, so we can milk that for a long time. So as that, that episode was fantastic. And I loved it because he created this now, oh, the, who is this man? Who is this imposter? Just to find out, no, it is not an imposter. It's Raymond Reddington who's, okay, pretending he's whoever in order to get whatever it is that he's doing. It was the interviews when they explained it, that got me like, okay, when you need to explain and you're telling me this is what you've been trying to do, then, or you're or you're resorting to lying to the audience in order to make this work. Well, I mean, they said with, all of last season in their interviews, or, or all of this season, I suppose, they've said in their interviews, they've been calling him her father and been indicating that he's her father because that's what, you know, and they were very clear. I mean, they seemed to be very clear on it. And so, I mean, I don't think you can trust a thing that comes out of the out of John's mouth anymore. I think that you just have to slap that on it and go, whatever he's writing, whatever interview he's doing, you just can't trust the man because he's just going to throw a bunch of crap out there and try to, he's going to try to pull a Reddington and lead you down a path. And mm-hmm. who knows? Some but of it, it may be right, some of it's wrong, and he's just throwing a bunch of stuff out and seeing what sticks. Yeah, but then we've had things like, for example, a retcon doing on on an interview that, that upsets me. Like, Red has been looking for Jennifer, and she has been out of his reach. Uh, no, retcons have to be done on screen. That's the definition of a retcon. Um, Red has not been looking for Jennifer. He found Zoe with a teen picture, and you, he couldn't find his daughter. Mm, weird. He hasn't been looking for her. Oh, I don't know. I mean, all in all, I think it was a great episode. It was well written. It was, you know, suspenseful. Uh, it gave little hints that you knew that, yeah, this is Liz doing it. Um, and and kudos to the one who predicted that. Um, that was a nice prediction they got right. Um, and I don't know about the, the whole imposter or the arena. I mean, there are theories. I think that, you know, nothing, I got nothing against them. I just have facts that don't fit that upset me because they were established as, as a fact fact. All right. Anything else? No, that's it. Let's go into Tom's scene. I don't Worth know like how... three minutes to break people's to break Tom's uh, yeah. hearts and I... to get the, his uh, the tractors uh, horror in their hearts that he was alive. Yeah. Well, okay. I have very mixed emotions over this scene. Um, you know, newsflash: I'm a Tom Keen fan. Uh, <laughs> in mind, Shocking. guys. Shocking. Shocking, I know, to everybody, but I love Tom. That's the reason I watched the show and loved it so long. Um, but, um, and so, when he, I, I thought, I, I have several different directions, hence the mixed emotions. I thought from a storytelling perspective, the way they handled this with her basically talking to his ghost, it allowed her to monologue about it 
at his gravesite, I thought it was very good storytelling from the mm-hmm. writing perspective. I, I liked it all for it. From the fan perspective, I felt like I watched him die all over again. And it just gutted me. I, I mean, watching him with that little smile, he was so proud of her, you know, telling her to be careful that Red's dangerous. And my, my, my biggest complaint, I think, as a fan watching it, it's like, okay, I get why you did it. It's excellent writing. I get it. The fan, it killed me. The least you could have done is given them a goodbye kiss because he died on the operating table. There was no goodbye kiss. There was no chance to... The closest they got was that that bloody handhold. And I wish... in the car. Yeah, ish. Um, But I I wish that... I mean, because it's it's a figment of her imagination. Someone said, oh, but it's in her mind, so that couldn't have happened. You know, there's a lot of stretch there. If they had wanted to do it, it could it would have been by anybody that doesn't hate Tom, you know, viciously and hates anything that he's in. It could have been accepted very easily, you know, just a, a goodbye kiss in her mind where she's telling him goodbye. And I think it would have been a very nice thing to do to for his fans after everything they've put us through this season. <laughs> I mean, it's like, that's the shit we're talking. I wish it is. Fine. I'm aware of that, but you know what? There are things that influence the way you watch a show and Mm -hmm. shipping influences, favorite characters influence it. You give Red a whole lot more leeway than I do because you love Red. I no longer love Red. I give him very little leeway these days because of it. Um, Mm -hmm. And so Tom being my favorite, I always just wanted the man to have a fighting chance because he just had so many hard knocks over his life. And I just... At least, and now I've kind of shifted into just give Liz, Liz a fighting chance. I wish that she, as a as a fan, as a shipper, as everything, I just wish that they had given us that on screen as a good one last kiss between them. But they didn't, and it irks me. Hmm. Well, I thought it was an interesting choice to bring him around. Um, I, I'm. You know, I, I get it from the point of view, the the definitely the writing point of view is it was a great way. They didn't need to show him for that. She could have just been I I think they did for to, to kinda help balance it out. He he prods with the questions and I, I mm-hmm. it made sense to me. Yeah, I mean it was a great from storytelling perspective it was great. But he could have achieved the same thing. Um I honestly think they were my particular um, view, you know, not as being a shipper so that my emotions are not involved in that particular thing. I'm a fan of the character and a fan of the actor, but I'm not a shipper. Um, they, I cringe for those of you who haven't heard that before. <laughs> I am seriously uncomfortable in romantic scenes. I'm fine with any sex that you put me in and any violence. Just please don't put romance it's uncomfortable to watch. It's things that people should do in private. Sex is fine if they do in public. Romance, please do in private. <laughs> I know I'm a sick person. I'm a strange person, but that's who I am. And as a non as a non shipper, my feel to it was 
They were prodding a hornet's nest. <laughs> yes. Yes, they were. They well, someone, were made the com- someone made the comment after, said, the Tom fans are all sad. Keen Squared and Tom fans are all sad. The the other shippers that, that dislike the him haters. are angry. Nobody's happy. <laughs> you know, I was like, that's been five B in a nutshell. Nobody's happy. <laughs> well, the, the, the casual uh, viewers will definitely go for like, oh, my God, he's alive. Oh, my God, no, she's, he's well, not alive. In, in and half a second, even knowing what I know, following New Amsterdam, having, you know, dived into all of this with, with following Ryan on that. Even knowing what I know, there was a split second when it panned around her and I saw him that even though in my brain I knew he was not coming back, my heart jumped and I went, they did it. They did the thing. Oh my gosh, can I forgive them? It was about 0.5 seconds before my more rational brain caught up with my heart and said, stop, stop, don't hate yourself. (laughs) You know? (laughs) And, but... I know that I'm not the only one that went that direction because that was what it was meant to do was give you that heart attack for five seconds. Yeah. And I found it interesting because um, for the casual fan, the casual fan actually loved Tom. I mean, I don't know of any casual fans in my sphere that don't like Tom. Um, And they are, um, they were puzzled by the death and then they were, in the fact, they don't believe that he's dead. I think it, it was just like poking your, I mean, like all the things that you could have had to bring him in that, in that particular scene was, um, was truly just poking the hornet's nest. It's like, it, and I, and you know me, I've never been 100% convinced that he's not coming back in one way or another. In fact, when I saw the fact that um, Blacklist had been pushed into a January series, I thought, hmm, there you go. Um, I I also thought um, it, was, it was equally interesting that they chose to bring Dom into the last scene. And not just Dom, but that expression that Dom was having as he was sitting there and saying, she's not going to let it go. And and Red was had that weird expression as he was like putting the 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 skeleton in the in the fire. And also the song he was playing was also playing to Red Arena, by the way, you know, become the girlfriend you had as from as Red walks out with a bag. stop that um no i i have said for a while that i really do feel like john has used ryan ryan's character and ryan it it started when they sent him over to japan after they had killed his character and sent him to promote the show i i thought that that meant at the time that he was coming back um, but in hindsight, I felt like that was a very rude thing to do. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the word is. I, I'm at a loss for a word. I just, I feel like they have used Tom. They have used Ryan's character that he helped to build without actually having him on the show. So they've used everything good for it, but they have still taken him away. It just... I don't, it leaves me a little sick. Um, 
And so, I mean, they keep him in the forefront. They, he's, <laughs> someone made the comment the other day on my blog. They sent me an ask. They said, I just had the realization that he's going, his character con is going to continue to push through season six. Mm -hmm. That his character pushed this whole back half of the season, front and back, really, but after his death, pushed this whole thing because Liz was trying to find the secret and now she's going to be avenging her husband's death in another way. And so mm. whatever <laughs> they killed him, but they, they keep using his character and they can't do it without him. So I just, I feel like it was just a lack of imagination. They should have just kept him in there somehow. Hmm. Well, I, I don't know what went in there. I, I always thought they're going to have to kill him in a way and I always thought they're going to fake his death and I thought when he went to redemption and said that's it that's how they're going to do it they're going to have him go into a difficult mission that will be somewhat connected to red and Liz is going to find think that he's dead and she will go into this whole thing and meanwhile he will be you know prisoner somewhere and unable to come back or something of the sort yeah I mean um, obviously if anybody's reading Breathe Again Beneath the Flames, that's kind of what I'm rolling with was that he was, you know, kept away. Um, but I don't think they're doing that in canon. I don't think he's. And, you know, and, and at the same time. Um, yeah, uh, I it, it does. It may not be. I'm, I'm I am of a mindset that you know i was reading clues right obviously i wasn't because i never even contemplated a fake red i mean i did in one point and decided that it didn't make any clue it didn't it didn't it didn't follow the logical explanations i wasn't shocked by it no by that reveal because it's like what what could you possibly think is so big that any of us care about anymore after everything you've put us through this season and so, like, when they're like, red's not red, I'm like, okay, so half the fandom has already been stating this. Mm. Good for you, <laughs> you know? Well, it's, but the, um, the fandom is irrelevant for them. Yeah, it, it's a casual yeah, view. I mean, that's fair. I'm sure that the casual viewer was, like I said, the casual viewer is very confused from what I understand. <laughs> but anyway, regardless, that's, that's what I've got on the Tom thing is mm -hmm. very mixed emotions. I... I get it, but I felt like it also could have been handled differently. And if nothing else, I feel like that if they were going to put Tom's fans through that, that mm -hmm. they could have done a little bit something for us. Talk to me about Dom, your thoughts about Dom in that scene and, and why go there? Oh, why? Go? I think Dom's the only one left that has any any knowledge on this. I don't know if, Dim I mean, I guess Timbay probably knows what's going on, but, um, Dom seems to know everything. Um, but why go to, to Dom to burn the bones is my, my question. Why not go to a forest somewhere out there in the middle of nowhere and burn the bones? Maybe he just needs a new confessor. He used but to he tell has, everything. He used to tell everything to Kate. I mean, you cannot live your life. He has Dembe. Does Dembe know it? Well, I guess Dembe was right there with him, so. Yeah. Um, I don't and, know. And, and Dom seems to know everything more, more often. Dem, Red seemed to have trusted Dem, Dom more than he trusted Kate. 
That's where his escape plan was. Kay knew it existed. She didn't know where it was. Hmm. She didn't know about Dom. I don't know. Um, it may have just been a way to kind of like Tom was the the individual pushing the, the conversation with Liz when she, you know, that Dom helps ask those questions so it's not just on repeat with Dimbe. It's also, I feel like, Red reacts to Dimbe's pushing by just kind of brushing it off. Mm-hmm. Dom gets in a little deeper somehow. It, it may just be the father-in-law, son-in-law sort of relationship they have versus the either father-son or big brother, younger brother. It, it could really be either one for for uh, Red and, it's a mix, and Dimbe. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a mix there. Um, but I feel like he... I don't want to say, yeah, I think he, he puts a little more weight on the advice from mm-hmm. Dom. But why go there? If there is a slight chance that mm-hmm. Dom will tell him, like, you're a selfish prick again. You come over here only when you need to burn the bones. You know? <laughs> How about coming over for dinner with a nice glass of wine or scotch or whatever? Um you know, he says you only call when you need it. They have a very contentious, uh, you know, it, it's familiar, but not easy. So mm. I was intrigued. I mean, it was just like to bring it back or to keep it present or something like that. It's like of all the people that I, the faces that I expected to see, um, I certainly expected Dom. I, I didn't expect Tom. Um, I certainly expected Carla. Um, I, yeah, I expected Carla for a bit. Um, Jennifer, I expected. I expected yeah. Jennifer to pop back up. Um, I did not expect Tom. That was very surprising to me. Um, I think that's. I think that's what took me off guard with it. Um, but yeah, that that's about all I've got for it. Uh, one, one last question for me, um, and I just posted this on Tumblr today. Um, do you believe? That because as of right now, Dom has never made any sort of move to tell Liz against Red's Red's wishes. Mm-hmm. In fact, he has played dumb with Liz mm-hmm. when she showed. Oh, up. lied to the yeah, to his, to yeah. His teeth. Um, so if for some reason he were to ever change that tune and basically pull a Sam and say she deserves to know, and then be willing to act on it. Do you mm-hmm. believe that Red would be willing to kill Dom? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, in order to answer that, I would have to go and, and make qualifiers. Mm-hmm. If, if Red is the real Raymond Reddington, as I believe, and what we've been giving is a giant red herring in the form of the bag of bones, um, <laughs> then no. If Red is an imposter and he is willing to do basically anything to get those bones, uh, letting her son-in-law die. And I suspect that had he actually uh, survive, and that may be the reason why Tom didn't want to call him, 
was because he thought that Ray was going to come and kill them both, kill Liz and kill Tom. Um, if if that is the case, I suspect he might. And if if Red is Katerina, um, I don't think he will. But I'm not. It's not a hundred percent certainty. I would put it at like ninety nine percent that he okay. would not. Katerina seemed to have been a very odd person. You know, having a nanny that likes cadavers, most people would have frowned upon her. But, but not cat. <laughs> no, she was like, oh, yeah, I got myself a cleaner. <laughs> no, right. Cleaner and a nanny. That's how you reduce your costs, uh, your uh, employee costs. It's yep. cost effective. Mm-hmm. Two for the price of one. Yeah. And only one to kill when it goes bad instead exactly. of two. Exactly. Exactly. Because I imagine that Katerina, if she had had another nanny at uh, the beginning of this um, life and found uh, a dead body, I think that the nanny would have been buried right above the uh, the dead body in their in their extensive woods in yes. the compound. Yes. Yeah. In fact, I suspect that that w- there was a nanny, another nanny. Um, uh, in, I could see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I could see that. But my uh, question is, and I'll go back to you with that question. Do you think Red will kill Dembe for the same reason? I don't. Um, I think that Dembe is very special to him. Um, I I think I think that Dembe has questioned that before, especially right after Kate died, um, because when when all the evidence was pointing towards him, mm-hmm. um, Dembe ran. If he had thought that that Red would listen to him and hear him out, he wouldn't have run like that. Um, so I think that Dimbe thinks he's capable of it. But watching Red and the way he reacted to Dimbe, yes, he chased him down, but he was not chasing him down with the intention of killing him. Um, I I don't think that he would. Yeah, I, I, I think, again, I have I to put qualifiers. Yeah, I, I, I almost. So your I, answer is, is no. No, I don't think he would. No, I don't know about Dom. Um, I'm, I don't know about Dom. If, if Red is an imposter, I think he would. If Red is Reddington, I don't think he would. And if Red is Katerina, I think he would. See, here's the thing. Even if he's an imposter, he's still the same Red we know for the last five years. He's not... The imposter would have come in in about 1990. And so the Reddington we know, the Reddington that mm-hmm. even wrestler knows, would have been the same one that we know now. James yes. Spader, Raymond Reddington. Yes. And so this, this individual that he would have taken the place of... We don't know this person. We know no, but m- maybe bits and pieces. So, like, Dim Bay would have only known this red. Yeah. So that's, I think that everything with Dim Bay has to do with with the red that we know now. So yeah, but imposter the motivations would change. But po- imposter or not imposter, I don't think that's going to affect 
the way the red we know handles the dembe that we know. And so, like, that's, I don't, for me, where I come from it, I don't see that as being a weighing factor because Dembe's always known. It's always been a possibility. He's always been a risk. It's, it's, I don't, that, that's just my personal, personal come to for it. Yeah. I think that the motivations change if Red is not who he says he is. Maybe. Um, it, it introduces a, a risk factor that, Ups everything to me, and and if Red is Katerina, if Redarina is what comes to be, he definitely I think is a is a very different person than what we see. Because I think Rather, I think Katerina was a a far. If Red is mani- manipulative and reckless, I think Katerina was ten times as much. Yeah. And and colder. She she generally just comes off as colder. Even when she professes that she loves Liz, um, uh, yeah, I'm not so sure about it. There was yep. a little thing that was more a um, calculation. The fact that she was willing to misled and and do so many things to people that care about her like Rostov did that to me read like yeah that woman will do whatever yeah whatever it takes yep killing her own father if that's what it takes yep we'll see they'll eventually come back at least for one more season yeah well that is uh, how many time, How many months from now? Eight. eight months. Yeah. yeah. So the the general plan next year is because obviously the back half of this season has been uh, a little stressful on us. Um, and Slightly so disappointing we, to very disappointing. I was gonna say very disappointing. Um, yeah, and so, but we also know that there's still quite a few of you that are listening. I mean, I, I've been watching the numbers over on, on SoundCloud and YouTube and everything. So, I mean, we're, we've still got listeners. People are still tuning in. Apparently, you like us. So, thanks. We love you, too. Um, so, we're not going to just leave this hanging, but we also don't feel that this show require. I mean, we. <laughs> I was talking to a friend the other day and said you could basically have tuned in to the, the first episode back. Uh, from the fall finale and the last episode and you wouldn't have missed much in between if, if those were the only two episodes you you tuned into and it'll likely be that way for next season as well they just don't seem to have the information the, the mythology to fill um, and so it just I don't we, we've discussed it we don't think that the show requires a weekly podcast anymore we will be back with the first show into season six and then from then on we'll probably do every three like shows. five more like five more five over the season plus the one at the beginning yeah yeah and so like every every few shows and we'll we'll make an announcement on all the social media when to expect it so that you guys know it's coming and everything um but probably every two to three yeah two to three episodes just so that we're not Basically, just so we're not sitting here and griping. <laughs> yeah. um, that's it's it's rough on us. It's rough on the fans. It's you know it's 
I've talked a lot about not spending time on things that make you miserable, and that's yeah. I I feel like I'm eating my words some on this because, and I've also gotten a new level of understanding to some of the people that stuck with it when I had no clue why they did because you keep hoping something's going to change. As of right now, it's not changing. It's it's doing what it's doing, but after spending five years of your life in the middle of it, you kind of want to stick to it to the end. So we will be continuing. Uh, We will just be doing fewer episodes in season six, Mm -hmm. especially since we won't have that, um, the the breaks to kind of catch a breather because Mm -hmm. I don't believe they'll be having spring hiatus or anything like that. No, that will be, it will be all, that's it. That was what they gave as a reason is to do 22 episodes. And as of, as of me, um, my blog is still up. I didn't delete it. It's, um, yeah, I have questions. So if somebody has a question, I'll be happy to answer. I will likely not be posting over the summer. I, my level of commitment had decreased enormously. Um, as again, not for the episode, for the interviews because the episode actually was playing nicely into what I was into my theories of what they were but just because I'm I'm unhappy about that and again I don't think that I can spend that commitment of I've been I've written over seven million words about the blacklist yeah I I don't know combining everything else I do just beyond fan fiction I have no idea what my word count is my word count for fan fiction is absurd um, but I, I will be continuing on, uh, in fan fiction and such. And so for, for the Keen Squared fans, uh, for fans of any of my writing, I, I'll be around this summer cause I'll be continuing on Breathe Again Beneath the Flames. And then I will be continuing into a follow-up I have planned for that. So I'll be around. Um, we do want to do one more podcast before closing down for the season. Oh, um, Yes. And so it may not be next week, but um, we're going to be, uh, within the next two or three weeks, we'll be doing it, um, just as we can get a hold of people. Uh, we want to do a podcast which is talking with you guys. Um, we've had some interest in this in the past, having guests on and such, and we want to open it up. And we'll also make a separate post about this as well on all the social media. But we want to open it up and allow to schedule a time to have a Skype talk with anybody that would like to and just chat about season five. Uh, season five as a whole, the the show as a whole, where we are. Whatever you point. want us to talk about. Yeah, but basically. I, I don't think we need to even put it in season five. Just talk to us about the show, about five years that we spent in here, and, um, and let's just talk about things. Yeah, just bring you guys in. You guys listen to us. You, I mean, I, I talk to some people, you know, off the podcast. And, you know, I know there's some yelling. <laughs> One friend that sometimes will kind of like live live chat with me as she's listening to the podcast. It's fantastic. Whimsy, I'm looking at you. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it'd be great to just sit and chat with you guys and, and have a podcast that is that. And so mm-hmm. um, we, we'd love to schedule time to do that. I know you guys are all over the world, so... Reach out to us if you're interested, and we'll get that rolling. And in the next two to three weeks, we can piece those together and have mm-hmm. a, a, a our final podcast for the season five. So it has been a roller coaster. Um, some of it happy, some of it less happy. Um, some intense emotions and uh, poking of horns' nests of different kinds. 
Um, and uh, with that, I think that we want to wish you until we see you again for that special podcast, a special uh, end of spring, especially if you're in the Northeast. I know it doesn't feel like spring very much, but happy ends of spring. Uh, doesn't feel that way in Texas. It feels like hell is creeping up again. Oh, wait, mm-hmm. it's Texas summer coming. Mm. <laughs> uh, we are on Facebook, on Twitter, and on Tumblr, and you can catch the podcast. And if you've missed any episodes, you can catch up on YouTube, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Till next time. Bye.